We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. About 35 minutes or so to kickoff. Showing the Giants warming up out there. Kayvon Thibodeau. Been kind of quiet so far this year. Kind of forgot about him. I know. He's out there right now with that number five. Ready to make a statement tonight with Nick Bosa on the other side. Like, no, no, pay attention. No, I... Look, this is... This is a situation where you're, you you can overthink games. I get it, right? When you see big numbers like a 10.5 and, and you think, well, everybody's on the 49. Sometimes it everybody's just on the right side. Yeah, it see, happens. I really want to bet the Giants just because I've heard every single person say the same thing, including myself. How do the Giants cover this number? And you look at even what they do defensively because we've talked about the offensive side of the ball for the Giants and how beat up they are but they blitz at the fourth highest rate, yet they don't get home. And we know what Wink's going to do. He's not going to change his stripes. They get home at like the 22nd rate, and they blitz more than you know anybody else in the league. And that's not how you get to Brock Purdy. He's going to pick that apart. I was, I was wrong about Brock Purdy, it appears. I was looking at this, right? San Francisco, they averaged 32 points per game since he took over as starting quarterback. That's nine games of a sample size now. They've scored 30 or more in seven of those games. And uh, maybe I was wrong on Brock Purdy. He maybe he's not to, a jag. He doesn't really need to be. He doesn't really mm-hmm. need to be more than like a 200 passing yards kind of guy. But when he needs to be, though, he can make the plays. Yeah, he can. And he's playing with this, like, swag, this confidence right now. It's his job. They traded away uh, Trey Lance. Had to even think about who the hell they had. Trey Lance, That he's gone. You know, Sam Darnold's there, but he don't really scare you. He's a backup quarterback. So, yeah, uh, maybe the team total is a good look for San Francisco. It's 27 and a half, though. That means the Giants are only going to get on the board twice. Yeah, their number is what I think sixteen and a half. God, that's gross. I don't know, man. I still have I, way I too much like, respect for Mike Kafka. I don't like anything about that, honestly. I I thought about a team total over on the Niners, and I was like, that's just a really big number. I feel like they should be able to run it up, but and then you and then I was looking at the Giants team total under, and I couldn't do that either. Yeah, especially just, under the key number. Like, let's be honest. There's This is probably the best slate of college football we're going to get all season long. Mm-hmm. we got a bunch of weird games in the NFL, but I feel like a bunch of decent market indicators. Like, how the hell are the Raiders out to three now? I think the Raiders are the right side in that game. I'm not sure what to do about Minnesota and the Chargers because it looks like I was really, really wrong about the Chargers. But also, that feels like was I me. really wrong about <laughs> the Chargers? Because Kellen Moore, I don't know if he's the disaster. That defense sucks for the, the Chargers. Who's in charge of that defense? Brandon Staley. First coach fired should yep. be Brandon Staley. We, just, we literally talked about that last night. Like, just let Kellen Moore take over for the rest of the year. But you've got a you've got a mess in Chicago right now with Matt Eberflus. Even yeah, though the now FBI they everybody, involved. everybody's hugged it out and they came out and had statements today. There's still a good chance that they end up pulling the trigger on on a you know on a, a firing up there in Chicago first. But listen. It's you're right. The Chargers are a team that's a complete mess defensively right now. I like the over in that game, and that's probably the only. I'm not taking. A, I'm probably not taking a side at all in that because it's two desperate teams, right? You're looking at two desperate teams that are trying to fall or trying to avoid to fall 0-3. Nobody wants to fall to 0-3 in the NFL. I know you got the extra game. 0-3 is practically a death sentence for the postseason. Oh yeah, man. And for the Chargers, like we don't expect. I don't expect them to be this bad. I didn't expect them to be this bad. Minnesota, we did. We expected obviously a regression. They weren't going to win 13 games defensively. They're a mess. Offensively, we like their pieces. But if they get off to a slow start, then what do they do? You know, um, it'd be interesting to see if they lose two more games. And the Jets continue. Sorry, Georgia State. First and goal, baby. <laughs> Try to tell you guys. Um, like, if they start 0-5, the Vikings, and the Jets do make a phone call for Kirk Cousins, would you do it? 
I mean, you can't really ask for much if you're the Vikings because he's going to be a free agent. So That's like, what I mean. Like, yeah. anything in return, even if it's something... a third or fourth round pick. But would the Jets do that? Because the Jets have all those young dudes. Sure, Aaron Rodgers is 55 years old, and you expect him back next year for this imaginary playoff run. But I don't think you're getting to the playoffs with Zach Wilson, even with that defense. No, and that run not, game. They're, not, they're not a playoff team. Especially if Brees Hall's only getting close. four touches. So do you just punt on this year, try to get a decent draft pick? Because now, if Rodgers doesn't play 65% of the snaps, you get to keep that draft pick that you owe to Green Bay. Now you just have to give him a second rounder, so you keep your first rounder. Do you just get more young talent? Or do you try to win and get into the dance and then hope Rodgers comes back? And even if you do get into the dance, do you just expect Rodgers to come back and then it's... you replace his cousins or Zach Wilson if they get you there? Here's the so thing. So many questions. You, you have to just get the idea out of your head that Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Because if it's even the five months at Cam Akers, I know you want to. But I mean everybody, not just you. Every, yeah. every Jets fan, everybody that keeps talking about the potential of a return, even if you're at the five-month return that Cam Akers had, which is unheard of for anything involving an Achilles... That's the Super Bowl. This team has to get to the playoffs with Zach Wilson as their quarterback or Kirk Cousins before they're able to get to a Super Bowl where Aaron Rodgers could, in theory, come back with that ridiculous timetable. Like, the odds of all of this coming together, the Jets making the playoffs, and then the Jets getting to the Super Bowl, and then Aaron Rodgers walking out like he's Willis Reed right before the game, and he's going to be starting after he's thrown three passes for this team. It just doesn't make any sense. If they try to win... Like, if they go out and get Cousins, right, and they try to make a push for the playoffs, you're probably going to put yourself in NFL purgatory. You're going to be in a – it's going to be a mid-first-round pick. You'll just miss the playoffs. The AFC is going to get stronger as the season goes on. I know we've had some rough starts for some of these teams. The AFC is still loaded, and it's full of talent. If you're the if you're the Jets, full-on, here's the last chance for Zach Wilson. This is it. You yeah. have no you – you have a built-in excuse if you don't have a great year and you win five games – you got some young players on this team that are still going to try and win. They can't purposely tank because the players on the field are going to try and win, and they're too talented to be a two-win team. But keep your first-round pick. And, I mean, Cousins is what, – what's Cousins really going to do for you? Think long-term with this, but everybody in the front office and Robert Sala need to be assured, like, hey, this season is going to be what it is now. Everybody's safe. Man, Let's do the sucks, best we though. can with this, and then next year we start again. What about – I mean, even if they are, we'll call it, the third-worst team, that's Drake May, probably. It's probably Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison, Drake May. So, yeah, like you don't have to be the worst team in football. And you can move up one slot if you're mm-hmm. the fourth or fifth worst team in football. There's a lot that the Jets can do. And then you say, all right, well, if Aaron wants to come back for his final year, then you shepherd and, and roll with uh, Drake May. And, like, Aaron Rodgers is still the starting quarterback. Drake May's waiting in the wings just like they had – Zach Wilson do and then you could probably get depending on how good Zach Wilson is this year you could probably get something for him more than you could get uh you know f- w- more than San Francisco was able to get um with the trade with the Cowboys so that's probably what I think is the best move yeah that and that that's what's going to be interesting right because this team's like built to win right now except for the quarterback position and I try not to say this because they're still like they're NFL players so they're really good at football and they're professional athletes Zach Wilson sucks like the sample size is there we've seen enough yeah. Zach Wilson what what like what is he what have you seen from Zach Wilson that you're like okay maybe a different coordinator maybe better offensive line play maybe better weapon like he has Garrett Wilson He's throwing the ball to Garrett Wilson. He's got like Brees Hall in that backfield. It's it's decision making with him. Yeah, he's Holds not good. Holds on the ball too long. He's... Can't read a defense. Can't make the right plays. Running towards the sidelines and backwards and just play and... plays like he's in college. And that that's the issue. Some some guys going from college to the NFL, their game just doesn't translate, or they don't 
evolve it. And he has this, I would call him an F, but I can't say that on the air. The FCC wouldn't like that. But I just feel like he's got, I'll call it like the Jimmy Clausen gene. Jimmy Clausen showed up at Notre Dame, and he was this huge oh, prospect, this five-star prospect. They hadn't had a quarterback in forever, and he shows up like in a limo. Oh, and then by like week four, they were stuffing him in a locker. They hated him. And I feel like that's Zach Wilson. Like he lost the team, obviously. Yeah. You know, and I know that they're trying he's to encourage him right now. Because they want to win. Stuff with the team now, they just you know? want to get into the playoffs. Like this team, they, they run hard knocks. They, they thought they were Super like, Bowl contenders. They now, think if they go to the Super Bowl somehow, some way, that Aaron Rodgers will come back like Undertaker and go gong yeah. and like come back and they can do that. Yeah, I mean, this is like totally like where. I don't know. Like, like maybe there's a teacher that you really hate, and you never wish anything bad to happen, but maybe they, like, take a two-month break. Like, I had this teacher, and she was so mean. Turns out she was really mean, though, because she was pregnant. And obviously, you know, she was going through some mood changes and whatnot, but she hated me, and she was awful. And then she was gone for two months or three months or whatever it was, and they had this guy, and he was a total doofus, and we walked all over him, and he was great. And I feel like that's kind of like the Jets, right? They like went into this season and they're like, oh, you know, we got the, you know, we got the cool guy, which we got Aaron Rodgers. We got a, we got a real quarterback. Now they're like, him again, and they got to go in that huddle and they got to see Zach Wilson in his stupid, stupid face and that stupid haircut, <laughs> you know, stupid headband. Too. And they see the pictures of him, you know, in the, in the GQ thing, taking the the selfie. Well, it, it, as they it's, listen, they're dead. They're as dead. the Jets offense continues to Very struggle and the team continues to lose, it's only going to get worse. And it's what happens inside that locker room because the whole team's going to be frustrated and demoralized because. They were thinking that they had Aaron Rodgers, and now they don't have that. I mean, look, the Jets, even this week, which is wild to think, they opened as four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Patriots. Now uh, now Jets plus two-and-a-half. I, I mean, I, I, it's hard to find games where you can justify the Jets winning if it doesn't involve their defense taking over the game like the Dallas Cowboys. That said, I did bet the Jets at three. I don't like it so much at two-and-a-half. When we get big adjustments like that, that still is a really good defense. Mm-hmm. And I bet the Patriots the last couple weeks. I think I'm done betting the Patriots for the rest of the season. Even if they cover for me, it's never fun. Bill O'Brien, Matt That's a hard, (laughs) hard team to have uh, to take the spread on. I mean, even when they do cover, it's just to sweat the whole game. They have to... They have to almost do miraculous things to cover. It's not just like normal covers. Yeah. Even last game against the Dolphins, you have a laterals, you got multiple picks, you got blocked field goals, right? And that's just too much drama uh, when you're making bets. Just too much drama. You know, interesting too. The Rams Bengals game has had some of the most movement we've seen this week. It opened at Rams plus seven and a half, and then there was started. You know, then there was the worry about what Joe Burrow, what his status could be. Went all the way down to Bengals minus one and a half. It's now back to Bengals minus three. I don't think Burrow's playing in that game. Like, he hasn't been practicing. This this has the feel of they're going to wait till the last minute. He's not going to be out there because you just can't risk this. He already, if you're dealing with a calf injury again, it's not only going to get worse. And they should have sat him out the first couple of weeks of the season. Oh, yeah, man. And, and see, this is what we talked about with Cincinnati, and this is why I really like Baltimore coming into the season. And uh, luckily, against Cincinnati last week, Lamar was actually able to push the ball down the field a little bit more. I hate all the injuries, but with Cincinnati, they've yep. been so healthy the last couple of years, and now Joe Burrow already dinged. And this number is telling you he's not going to play. Now oh, we got to yeah. wait and see, and it has been bouncing around a little bit, but I just grabbed the three with the Rams, and I'll figure out what to do with it later if I need to because – with no Joe Burrow, I don't know how they put up points, man. That's what I was saying yesterday. I don't see it. And I like Stafford. I obviously like Puka. You still have Aaron Donald on the defensive side of the ball. Not that the Rams are a good team, but we're getting three on the road. And 
Yeah, I don't like the backup quarterback Stafford, situation. Stafford's, move, Stafford's moving the ball well with the Rams. He's got Puka Nakua, who people, nobody... 2-0 no, ATS? Nobody two. was having any conversation about him whatsoever. That It's not... And it's not Stafford making crazy, you know, Josh Allen week one type throws either. There's a lot more of take what the defense is giving you, quick, get the ball out of your hands, go, go, go. And it's it's working for him right now. So sometimes that CLV is a, it's the right situation. You down get with him at CLV? Yeah, yeah, you, you know, know me. me. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so That's us. we'll see. All right, we are 15 minutes from kickoff. It's Bet MGM the night.